start your engines and buckle up. It's the Light Sights. Let's go. F1 show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome again to your hour of F and R. That is Formula One and Rock. This is the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show, and you're listening to Jack's Radio. And I have with me a Mr. Rich Mason. How are you doing, Rich? Good evening. I'm not doing too badly. How are you, Dan? Yes, I'm doing very well. I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Did you enjoy that song? I did. Fantastic tune. Fantastic tune. So that was, that, that was Born Under a Bad Sign by Blackstone Cherry. And I thought I would dedicate that song to Max Verstappen because he's had a lot of hard luck in Baku. He, he did have thinking, Yeah, he must be thinking he's been born under a bad sign. But there you go. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely this weekend. Poor old Max. Right. Okay, so we're gonna do the usual. We're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of F1 news, uh break for a song, crack into a bit of qualifying, you know, and then on to the race, etc. So F1 news. Now after what happened to Bottas's car in Monaco, I saw Toto Wolf, for those at home who don't know being the uh, Mercedes team principal, uh, come out with some interesting comments um, about what happened with the Wilnut, where he seemed to blame Valtteri Bottas for missing his marks. There does um, appear to be a bit of a, 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 a well, dare I say, a, a, a blame culture going on in Merck? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I found I that a bit it's... odd, to be honest with you, considering they sheared the bloody nut off. I mean... Yeah, you know, matter if you parked like six inches further forward or back. I don't know. I didn't get that one. I really well. Didn't apparently, understand. the way that it goes onto the nut, it has to be perfectly square on. So it's probably something uh, design-wise that they need to look at. But what they're saying is because the guy with the the the, uh, the drill was on his knees because Bot- uh, Bottas missed his mark. The guy couldn't get it on properly, like square on. But what I thought was interesting was that Wolf wouldn't normally come out and say that. And once Wolf had said that, Bottas came out in the, in the press and said, no, I didn't. I hit my marks perfectly. I think there's a bit of a relationship breakdown between Bottas and Mercedes now. I Massively. I mean, let's be honest. I, he hasn't got a contract for next year, has it, he? You know, are you telling me every other driver, every other driver, including Nikita Mazepin, has hit their marks in pit stops at every single pit stop all the way through the year? And we're only six races in. Are you telling me that it's that crucial? that they hit those marks. Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. I, th- I think we're, if, if, if it is, then the Mercedes have cocked up their drill, their gun design on the, on the wheel nuts uh, or possibly yeah, Toto. I think that, that relationship is, has, is, well, let's say it's not exactly been done any favors this weekend. Has it really? No, it, it's not going to get any better based on what's just happened this weekend. And I am hearing further stories where people have said that they believe George Russell's got a contract for next year, which is. I think I think you could be right, and I think I think well, I, I said last time out, I I, I think they shouldn't have uh, uh, told Valtteri and should have kept him on the on the uh, on the yeah. on the on the tenter, as it were. But but is it going to come earlier? Do we? Is it going to come earlier this season? I've Are said you it. and my brother going to be right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said it. I, I, it would be. I agree with you. And I know we had a little text about this, and you're convinced it's not going to happen. But I, I think it would be quite un Mercedes like, and they are, they are fond of 
pushing each other within the team to do things differently. And it could be this year they go, well, we've never done this, but let's do it anyway, you know? Well, they're, they're under pressure. They, they, they have to do things differently, don't they? You know, it, it can't be the same as every other year now because, is, you know, Red Bull is, have put them under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Is there a performance clause in Valtteri's yeah. contract that says if Quite you don't possibly. have X a number of points or if you're not within a certain points gap to, to Lewis by a certain race in the season, then uh, all bets are off, Sunshine. I don't know. Quite possibly, quite possibly, but who knows? Anyway, so we will come on to a bit more of that as we go through the race. Um, we also had the um, sad news that uh, Mansour OJ uh, passed away at the age of 68. He was the uh, one of the major shareholders for, for McLaren since the early 80s. Yes. Um, he was very, very well-respected and well-liked in the uh, paddock as well. So it's sad news um, right the way through. Uh, yeah. I heard a nice quote from Martin Brundle where he said he was the nicest and most straightforward and genuine person I've ever met in Formula One. A quality man at every level. That says, I think that says it all. I mean, being a majority shareholder in, 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 in McLaren since the eighties, all that success. And probably yeah. a lot of people might not be aware of who he is kind yes. of, you know, I think everybody knows who the main sort of money throwers are in, 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 in Formula One. And he's been at the top of the game for forever and a day. And, you know, that shows you the, uh, the integrity of the man. It is sad that he's passed. Yes, it was certainly, you know, the, it was more about McLaren than it ever was about him, wasn't it, really? Correct, say, absolutely, people yeah. People don't really know his name, so. Yeah, very sad news, very sad news. Yeah. Okay, then we had uh, the war of words continue between Red Bull and Mercedes team bosses. Have you heard anything about this, Rich? Have you heard what they've been uh, saying? I, 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 the soap I, opera continues. It does continue. I think I heard Toto had referred to Christian as a windbag or something like <laughs> Yes, it's all right. getting a little bit playground. I just get the feeling. I love it. Though. I do, it's great. I think it's. I think I do wonder if they do have a bit of a banter about it on the plane, and they know that it's all about Twitter and social media and 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 social column inches. I suppose it yeah, is now. Of but you can tell they both love it. They do. They oh, love they it. Abs- they absolutely love it. So, so Horner came out um, this weekend and said that Toto should keep his mouth shut about the flexi wings because he doesn't know what he's on about. Then Toto Wolf came out saying Horner is a camera-hungry windbag. That's um, the one I heard, should, yeah. <laughs> that's it, yeah. And should be more modest now he's at the top. Um, Hamilton and Verstappen were both asked about this in their press conferences as well. And apparently they had quite a laugh about it. And they said that they absolutely love it. And they and and they are sure that, you know, Wolf and Horner absolutely love it. And they said that perhaps they should get in the ring to sort it out. And, oh, uh, that would be good. Yeah, that'd be they great. could be. They could be an undercut for uh, for the old Hapthor Bjornsson Eddie Hall World Strongest Man title bout that's supposed to happen later this year. Perhaps so, Toto Wolf and Christian Horner as an undercard on that. That'd be good. Question for you: Who Go would on, be who would win in a fight between Toto Wolf and Christian Horner? Not even a question. <laughs> the German you. fellas got the vote. Well, shut up with that. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. But I've yeah, been in the exercise for four years. I reckon I'd have a good go at Christian Horner. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. But it's all good fun, and you know, it, it it starts off fun, and then things start to sour as the championship moves on, and you know, and that becomes even more more fun. And you got the oh, the it's whole a, soap opera. It is the soap opera. It's the show. Let's not forget, it's the show. It's the show. It's the show. Um, and another bit of news: so the Singapore uh, Grand Prix has now been cancelled due to COVID lockdowns and things like that, which is yeah. A shame. We forget, we, you know, we're doing really well with the vaccines in this country. If you haven't had yours yet, 
and you're el- eligible, get yourself out there, get in a queue, 100%. get vax, get jabbed up because you know, I think we forget in this country a little bit that um, that you know it's it's still rampant and rife in other parts of the world and and parts of the world that are quite close and 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 and, and well developed as well. So it is sad that Singapore's off the uh, off the calendar at the moment, but um, I don't know what they're going to yeah. do. They've replaced it with anything yet, Dan? They haven't replaced it with anything yet. They're looking to, uh, perhaps. Uh, I think Turkey was banded about again because later on in, in in the year or maybe a return to China. Um, they're just not not sure yet, but I mean, as it proved last year, they're pretty they're pretty hot and pretty good at at, at keeping the um the uh, calendar going, aren't they? So yeah. they are, I think, are they? and they'll sure they'll, they'll they're pretty pretty adept, pretty flexible, as you say. I think there'll be a few. I don't know. We could go. I'd quite like to go. I'd go, I'd go back. I'd go back to Baku again for a second time round, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. There I you love go. The track. It's great. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Right. Okay. So we're going to go to a uh, song and then we can crack on with qualifying. So what song have you got lined up for us, Rich? Right. Okay. So although it was a little while uh, since my last link, which was, uh, so the last song I chose actually was Queen and Ride the Wild Wind. And um, if you weren't aware, um, there is uh, several types of wind. Um, Yeah. Don't look at Where are we going? Where are we going? So one of the types of wind linked with Roman gods, gods or Greek gods, Greek gods, I think. And uh, there is a, uh, a reasonably gentle westerly uh, wind called the Zephyr. So that's the link. So Queens ride the wild wind to the Zephyr song Wonderful. by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're listening to the light side. Let's go. F1 show. Jack's ring. As Rich said, that was the excellent Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Zephyr song. fantastic song from a fantastic band uh i had the privilege of seeing live in cardiff with get this james brown in support got i see james brown as well fantastic awesome 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 gig and uh and yeah the uh the zephyr song i i quite like i was quite pleased with that link it is in fact a prevailing warm and gentle westerly breeze right okay so on to qualifying so quick rundown of the top 10 so we had Leclerc on pole position for the second time. Second time in a row. And second time in a row, it was secured by a crash. But it yes. wasn't by not him. Leclerc. This no, time. not him this time. But It uh, was Sunoda, wasn't it? <clears throat> it was Sunoda, yes. Um, but a, a fantastic effort by Leclerc, I have to say. Yeah, he, brilliant. He did. He did benefit from a bit of a toe from Hamilton, I think. But uh, yeah. yes, he but did. Still, yeah. that 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 Ferrari fundamentally around the twisty stuff is is a quick car. It's a quick car. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then you had uh, Hamilton in seconds, which uh, we'll come on to. But I mean, Mercedes were chasing their setup all weekends. You know, they were in all sorts, and it was a great effort for Hamilton to then eventually, you know, about the only good lap he'd put in to that yeah. point in that yeah, weekend. He absolutely, had that had it all on the line there and um yeah he made great effort great effort for considering yeah, the Friday and the, the Saturday morning that they had. He think he changed tactics fairly late on and it seemed to have paid off for him so um that was a good effort yeah definitely definitely then you had uh verstappen in third uh gasly in fourth gasly's going very well at the moment as well which is excellent yeah very quick that car is pretty good actually to, to, to be fair um then you had signs in fifth so a good showing by signs yeah uh norris in sixth uh perez in seventh wasn't a great day for perez um, on the Saturday, but we will come on to the Sunday. And oh yes, the Sunday changed it. Things did turn around a little bit for him on the Sunday, but yeah, not yeah, not not a spectacular qualifying by him. Yeah, 
Yes, and then you had uh, Yuki Sonoda in eighth, which is a good little showing for him from him actually. Uh, for proving, proving as you say that Alpha Tauri is a quick car. Fundamentally, that is a quick car. And in ninth, who did we have? Rich, do you know? Do you know who's in ninth? I, 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 was it? Was it? Was it? Um, was, you can was tell it, by my smile. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it, was it um, Alonso? It was Mr. Fernando. Of course, it was his Fernando. Look, look at your smile. You've not even got. You haven't got any merch on either. I thought you'd have a bit of merch going on. But <laughs> yeah, you true, true. And then in tenth, you had Valtteri Bottas. What yes. was he doing down in tenth? Not I... driving a Formula One car this weekend. I don't think. And always what he was doing, knitting, or uh, he was away with the fairies. I think. I think he was driving a family hatchback by the looks of it. But yes. Um. Yes. So as we say, so. Le- Leclerc's pole um, was uh, very good, you know, lapped by him. You know, he, he did use the uh, toe set by Hamilton because Hamilton was setting himself up for, for a fast lap. But you know, that's the nature of having a long straight. And um, you've got to be on. Then, you've got to be in the right space of tarmac to do it, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to, you know, that's that's the team putting him in the right place, seeing who else is on track and going. Well, do you know what? We'll get a toe here. Let's go for it. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. And then of course the uh, Sonoda's crash and then Signs uh, crash as well. Um, you know. It kept Leclerc his pole for the second time uh, in two races, but that's the nature of street tracks, and it is. You know, uh, especially Azerbaijan. Was it turn fifteen? Yeah, it was the big. T- they, they just, they, you know, but there was just... quite a wind. There was quite a tailwind going into there, so a lot of them were were, were all weekend off off put by that. It was yeah, it was and it, but it's such a tight circuit as well, and that that you know mm-hmm. certainly that turn fifteen that can catch people out. It caught everybody out, I think, at some point over the weekend. Caught yeah, most people out. Um, but for four red flags in the in the three qualifying sessions is uh, is uh, well, it's a joint kind of record, isn't it? I think four is the most they've ever had. It is four. Four is the most red flags they've ever had in one session. Do you know what race it was? Not the previous what time that it happened. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew it was the second time they'd had four red flags, and I have negated. Oh, I'm going to have to guess now. Uh, I don't know. I I didn't have a clue. I don't have a clue. It was Hungary 2016. Oh, there you go then. I was going to get back here again just for a giggle because it's a bit of a challenging track, that one. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Um, Yeah, so as I was saying, so with with Hamilton and and the Mercedes, I mean, they've looked all out of sorts um, in, you know, Monaco and Baku. Um, so much so, Hamilton switched rear wings uh, d- uh, for, to a lower downforce rear wing, um, sort of in in um, practice three on the Saturday morning. So, like you know, you, you you're coming into Saturday morning, you you got hours to go until uh, qualifying. They're still chasing. They were still chasing that setup. They were still chasing what they could get out of the car because it just wasn't performing. And and uh, you know, Mercedes aren't used to being in that position. They're not. I think I, I think that really highlights a, a, a bit of the genius of Hamilton, really, is because he, and I know you've said before the statement that he's made that he doesn't he drives he doesn't try and fight the car. He 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 tries to exploit exactly what the car will be capable of. I think he knew he wasn't going to get much more out of it in the twisty section. Yeah. Yeah, gambled right. and thought, let's just put a trim rear wing on it because I know I can make up some power on that enormously long straight, which it is. It's nearly what. I think it's, 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 it's the longest on the calendar, isn't it? It's, it's the longest on the calendar. They've got the highest sustained top speed on the calendar, even though it's a straight circuit. And, you know, he took the gamble and he bet, it bet himself to be able to get the car through the twisty stuff, which he did. And you could see the speed he was making up on, on, yeah, on yeah. that main straight. It really did. It was, it was nip and tuck, but he was, uh, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be 
as close to people in, in in the race, but he'd get on that straight and he'd just power power down it. Yeah, I mean, we come to France uh, next, and I think the Mercedes would be back on the pace with Red Bull there. I mean, we have had two street tracks in 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 a row, and I, I heard an interesting thing about street tracks. I I didn't know personally. Um, I I don't know if you well, know they're straight, but um, yeah, it's on the street. But the the, the obviously the the tarmac for a normal a circuit for a, you know a designated circuit is actually quite an abrasive surface on purpose because you know it chews the tires up because it gets them more grip and obviously when you go to a street track the tarmac isn't like that it's obviously yeah. a smoother tarmac because you've got normal cars driving on it it's like going with the past my it's like going past my house it's just regular tarmac yeah. that's it 100% and obviously the the mercedes have, have really struggled uh, with tire warm up all season and getting the, the the tires into the operating window and clearly on a street track you know they've really struggled with that and 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 they've been chasing their their setup um with that really but uh, as you say uh, you know the, Lewis just working all weekends to 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 manage to get a lap, you know, a, a fast lap in qualifying. But credit to the, to the Merck team as well because apparently they were working well into the night, sort of Friday night, Saturday morning. To to they were doing loads of simula- uh, simulator work to try and find out what they can actually do and how where they can get pace from. So fair play to them, really. Yeah, they worked hard all night. That team did. I think uh, I think Hamilton was getting the Domino's order in at like two in the morning for them. Bless them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Matt, uh, Max Verstappen was furious um, that you know the the, the um, he, he and is he not? Cold. He's always yes, a bit cross is. about something, isn't he, Dan? Come on, he gets he you know. Is. And then you had the wonderful sort of comments from Alonso that he loves to just chuck in, where he said that basically um, drivers around that track that weekend were driving beyond their ability to try and get a uh, pole lap in, um, and that's why they uh, they uh, you know ended up crashing and having four red flags. I just I just love this Alonso comments. It's amazing. Just just reminding everybody that yes, everybody else is rubbish, and I am fantastic. He he likes to stir the pot. He does. Um, and then, so during one of the one of the, the red flags, did you see when Norris was um, coming up to the to the pit lane and the red flag came on, um, and he ended up yeah. getting a red penalty? What what did you make of that? Marginal, I think he was, it was very marginal. It was marginal. I think if he'd have slammed the anchor, I mean, the thing is, they know instantly in the cockpit when the red flag has been deployed. Um, yeah. At which point, you know, look up, slam the anchors on, and, and uh, you know, but. Uh, it's a difficult one because he just, you know, it was he was he was approaching the pit lane and probably thought, I, you know, not sure who's immediately behind me either, um, and, you know. But he took the option to just power around the pits and, and go around one more time. I, For I think, all he I think, knows, I, the pit lane could be closed. Well, it precisely, could have been an accident in the pit lane, so who knows, you know? Exactly that, and I, I, I do, I, I don't know. I think he. I think it was a little harsh, to be fair. I did think it was a little, but the rules are the rules, I guess. So you know, exactly. Yeah, it'll be wise next red time. Flag, when it comes to red flag, the rules are the rules. You know, it was extremely marginal. Um, I think they reduced it. it. It it should have been a five grid drop, but they reduced it to three. So I think a bit of common sense prevailed. But I think yeah, they yeah. still had to do something because you know it's your red flag situation. And, 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 and next it's time, it's, as soon as that red flag hits, it's like it was dead easy straight to the pits. Then you know, yeah, yeah. which it should, it, which it should be. But I think you know, if it's a case of I've got to slam the anchors on, and, and which they do generally anyway when they when they when they're, when they're into that pit area anyway, especially in the race, they're, they're going hell for leather and, and trying to maximize the speed that they're allowed to go through the pits. So you know, yeah, there's yeah. plenty enough room for him to do it. 
It was very, very unlucky, and I felt sorry for him. But yeah, I, I, I think I, it was the. I, I fully suspect that, and, and given how I drive, generally speaking, on the motorway, there might have been a bit of, well, if I don't need to slam the anchors on and, and cause further brake wear and all that sort of stuff, I, you uh, know, yeah. I could be a bit. There's a certain degree of mechanical sympathy employed there as well to the car. It's like, oh well, I'll yeah, gently go around and give it another lap round. I suppose I don't know. 100%, 100%. Right, okay, so let's crack on with another song then, and then we can get into the race. So what song? Have you, what's the second song you got lined up for me, Rich? Well, the second song I've got, I didn't realise you were coming on to me. This is, this is really good. So you'll like this link, right? So the Zephyr song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers had a, uh, a video with it, as, as most stuff does these days. However, uh, the video was directed by a uh, a couple i think they're a husband and wife couple team uh jonathan dayton and valerie faris okay uh there are t- i don't know if they are married actually and i'm not sure they are but they are a team of uh, american film and music video directors and they've directed a number of videos quite a lot actually in all fairness uh so the zephyr song by the red hot chili peppers is one of them and another one of them is more than words by extreme Wonderful, wonderful link. Let's go. You're listening to the light side. Let's go. F1 show. Jack's ring. So that was more than words by Extreme. Another cracking choice by Mr. Rich Mason. Oh, we're all around the campfire on that one, weren't we? It's, it's kind of yeah. gone for the mellow rock numbers this week. I think it's uh, beautiful. It's a good tune. Like that one. Nice and restful. Yeah, I like that. It's a good one. It is. I, I, I think I was gonna, you know, fall asleep and not do the rest of the show. Actually, but there we are. <laughs> but we've got, but we've got a race in Baku to talk about. We have, and we we could be in danger of being more interesting if that happens as well. Let's be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. Okay. So, the race in Baku. We probably ended up with the happiest podium of the year so far. Every single person, all three of them on that podium, were. Please as punch to be there. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I have to say it was was a very, very good sight. It was fantastic. Yes. So number one, you had Perez. So fantastic. His first win for Red Bull. Did you know, actually, that that was um, the first non-Max Verstappen Red Bull win since? Can you tell me, Rich? Since... I don't know, but I suspect it was Daniel Ricciardo who had the last non-Red Bull win. Uh, I don't know. Was it, was it Azerbaijan? No, it was Monaco, 2018. Monaco. 2018 Monaco. Because I know well, has won at Azerbaijan as well, hasn't he? He's won in Baku, Ricciardo has. Yes, he has, yeah. Yes, he I has, think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, he did. He won the year before. I, yes, I, I'm I think sure he, he did. And, then, and now I'm starting to wonder if I'm getting mixed up with Mark Webber. No, I'm not, because it's, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely, no, 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 definitely, no, no, no. definitely uh, Ricardo, yeah. Definitely, because then the year later he crashed into Max and me. Yeah. That's it, yeah. But it was a very happy grid and a very, very happy Sergio Perez. And then you had Sebastian Vettel, number two. So great to see the first uh, podium there for Aston Martin Absolutely. racing. Oh, it was just, I, that, I have to say, that looked a happy and relaxed Sebastian Vettel. And to be fair, we all know what happened at the sort of towards the end of the Grand Prix, but he was quick. He was really quick all weekend. Yeah, he was quick. They, they pulled a decent strategy on the tyres, which meant he was he was there or thereabouts. Had you know, 
Hamilton was still in it. He was still fourth. It was third, fourth. It was it was looking great. I have to say, he was there yeah, about most of the weekend. He, he was more or less there on merit. To be fair, I mean, yeah, you know, it was really good to see. And you had Gasly in third, so another great performance by Gasly, and he's picked up another trophy, which is fantastic for him. Great to see. Um, great to see. He's a, he's yeah, a good, really quick good. driver. I like it. I like Pierre Gasly. Yeah, I like him as well. So fourth, you had Leclerc. Fifth, you had Norris. It was a good recovery drive but from uh, Norris, really, after his uh, three-place... Uh, very, very good from Norris. Drop. Excellent. Uh, Alonso in sixth, which is fantastic result. That was good, wasn't it? I mean, for me, Alonso was driver of the day, but uh, everyone else chose Sebastian Vettel. They did, by, by quite a mark <laughs> as well, I think you'll find. But, uh... yeah. And maybe I should have, but there you go. Um, <laughs> then you had Sonoda in seventh, uh, Sainz in eighth, Ricardo in ninth and Raikkonen in tenth. And for those listening at home who didn't watch the weekends, you may be wondering where the hell is Max Verstappen, where's Lewis, and where's Bottas? But yes, the weekend went wrong for them, and we will come on to that. Um, just a quick thing. Um, it just shows the awareness of a Formula One driver. Actually, I thought it was amazing. So uh, George Russell on the first lap, you have got the chaos of cars all around you, and you know you got your start procedure. On on the um, second uh, uh, corner, he had noticed that Lance Stroll was locked up behind him, and he got out of his way because he knew he was going to slide past, so he wouldn't get hit. And I, I, for, for me, that's just immense. You got you got all the cars around you, and you're trying to do everything, you know, and you're trying to fight with the people in front of you, and just just that awareness is just it. Their Four cognitive years. ability is amazing. Four years in a Williams, or three years in a Williams, that, that's, you're going to learn those sorts of things when you're yeah, starting at the back true. of the grid most of the time. And don't forget, we do call him Mr. Saturday. So he qualifies that Williams probably, you know, two, three, four places ahead of where it probably really should be come race day. So he's used to stuff happening behind him and, and people trying it out on the brakes and everything. So, But, yeah, you know, definitely. eyes in the back of the head stuff, that is pretty... The awareness is superb from George it's, Russell. It's, it's immense. It's their their, yep. their co- cognitive ability is just it's just fantastic, isn't it? It is absolutely. Um, a couple of, couple of more uh, facts that I picked out, and that is that uh, because Bottas was twelfth and Lewis was fifteenth, this um, stops a run of Mercedes being uh, finishing in the points um, all the way back to Silverstone in two thousand eighteen. So that was a, the last time. Uh, so be, before that, they failed in Austria when both. Bottas and uh, Lewis's cars went wrong, didn't they? They, they both had a yeah. yeah, that's it. And and unfortunately, I think this did this weekend end Lewis's point scoring streak as well. Yes, it did. Yeah, fifty yeah, did. odd races or something ridiculous like that that he's yes. he's scored a, at least a championship point. And something I hadn't realised, and that was going into this race. Obviously, Max took the lead of the championship in Monaco. This was the first race that Max was racing as a championship leader in single-seaters since his karting days. He's wow. never led a championship in single-seaters since, since leaving karting. Unbelievable. I did not know that. That's a, know. That's, that's a heck of a fact. Yeah, incredible. It is but obviously he was plucked at a very young age straight into F1 and, 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 and you know, in, in, in those when, years. When was he first? He was like nine when he drove that Red Bull, wasn't he, to start with? I think he was, think he was nine, yeah. He was 17. It was nuts. Yeah. I mean, he's in his, like, sixth, was his seventh season or something stupid like yeah, that? He's still only an amoeba, bless him. Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, there you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah, 
Leclerc on Paul, I mean, he was never really realistically going to stay there, I don't think, in, in, in that Ferrari. And he, he wasn't, but he put up a blooming good first couple yeah, of Yeah, he did. Definitely he, did, you he know? He did, yeah. But um, obviously ended up getting swallowed up by uh, Lewis and Max Verstappen um, after a couple of laps. Um, and then that's where we were, weren't we? So we were kind of Lewis, uh, Max and Perez for a while. And then Max managed to get past uh, Hamilton for the leads. And from then, you kind of thought, "Oh, this is this is Verstappen's." Uh, well, it was the, it was the pit it was the pit stop, wasn't it? I I yes, I couldn't understand why they held Hamilton. I get that they didn't want to release him into the path of Gasly, but you look back at the replay, and it was they held him. He ended up with like a four point eight second pit stop or something. It was four and a half seconds yeah. at least. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he, they had the space to release him. It would have been a bit a bit, bit little bit oh oh bit bit nip and tuck, but you know, it's like you get him. It was very marginal, wasn't it? So I suppose but, it didn't. But this is the thing: is like, penalties. But to, you know, Toto wants to understand where they're doing better. Consistently, you know, Mercedes pit stops are. If they do a two point five second pit stop, that is very quick for Mercedes, I think. And yeah. Red Bull are banging in one point. They did a one point nine, one point eight second pit stop this weekend. Yeah, Barmy. Yeah, yeah, and you, you think how long it can take to make up half a second on a lap? That's you know, if I was Merck, I'd be drilling the pit guys like you wouldn't believe or it's less at least looking at the um you know the technology that they're using as well to try and improve that yeah so 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 uh, as we say so lewis lost the lead sort of you know in in the uh, in the pits and then you had perez coming in and actually he put in an outstanding in lap to come in and i thought he was to take the lead but I they, he was. they, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. a bit longer on on on, on the pit stop with uh, perez apparently he didn't quite hit his marks uh, so that, that it just caused a slight longer pit stop, and then he came out behind Verstappen. Yes, I do wonder. There's no point. conspiracy there. There is no conspiracy. <laughs> there. Let's not go down that route. I've been telling no. people on I've been telling people on Twitter all day yesterday. There is no conspiracy there. It just happened. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 I, 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 look, I, I just think I have to say I think Perez. Uh, there were stages in the race he was consistently for a good period of time quicker than Verstappen. He was banging in fastest lap after fastest lap, and Perez had his iron at the weekend. He was good. I know he's not. I know he's not been awesome on a Saturday yet, but his racecraft is nuts. It's really good, and he just gets to grips of a. He gets to grips with a car on heavy fuel tanks on in a, in, in a race scenario, just phenomenally well for my money. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. So then you had the position where it was uh, Verstappen, uh, Perez, and Lewis. Uh, Lewis couldn't couldn't get past Perez. The Red Bull, you know, it was a very quick car, and Lewis was kind of struggling to to, to get past him. And again, uh, so you sort of thought that's where it may end, and then suddenly you had Mister Lance Stroll uh, crashing into the wall, but obviously not his fault. Uh, there was a tire that that his left rear uh, tire went, didn't it? and it forced yep. him into into the wall. Really um, nasty accident. I mean, you know, yeah, really nasty. Really Two hundred plus miles an hour. That is, that's not the sort of thing you want to have happen at those sorts of speeds. Yeah. So, so, so then you, you had a safety car, and then I think uh, so. Max uh, managed the safety car restart very well, um, and they got away. And it was like, okay, this is probably the end of the race. Then, and then three laps to go, and Max Verstappen's tire gives up as well. The same sort of accident as Lance Stroll, and he's yeah. straight into the. And again, another scary, nasty accident. Um, those Pirelli tires. I mean, they've said it's. They believe it's. It was caused by debris, not the tire. I I have read out. that. I I don't know. I'm not so sure. 
I don't know. The thing, the thing about Baku is it's, it, you know, it's a street circuit, which we've already, we've already, uh, we've already uh, covered that. It's definitely a street. But what that means is you've got, uh, and I think was it, I do, oh, I can't remember. I think it was Leclerc on the opening lap was avoiding a small branch or something on, on one of the corners. Yeah, that's right. Which is where he lost a little bit of, uh, lost a little bit of pace. So just because you've got, because you've got a, a street, the city there, uh, and the wind was was getting up. They they could well have been a bit of debris on that on that on that long straight. But you know they said the operating window. Pirelli said those tyres should last forty laps, and they were yeah. going you know uh, at three quarters of that, sort of thirty laps. These still you know just under thirty laps. These tyres were going so, and it was reported that that he had absolutely no warning whatsoever. There's no vibration. Didn't feel any loss of grip. It just literally went, and it, and that's the bit that I think Pirelli have got a scratch their heads around a little bit it's it you know i know that the, the tires are made to a specification but you know losing a losing an f1 car at that kind of pace on the start finish straight and you have to look where the marshals were as well and, and vettel made this point he said it's not great when you've got shards of carbon fiber flying everywhere uh you've got marshals literally the other side of these wire fences um and you know and somebody made the point that had it have happened a little bit further down towards the pit entry you, you could have been in all sorts of fairly horrific scenarios yeah, there yeah, so definitely, definitely i don't quite know why pirelli are still doing formula one because you know if the tires are great nobody notices and it's when they when they're rubbish everybody just slates yeah, pirelli you know? they're on a highland to nothing really aren't they i think it's, a little bit i guess they must be getting some fairly hefty uh fia support for the rest of their business i guess i don't know but uh yeah but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know you, we had a little message about this at the weekend. You said, well, look, they had the data that the tyres were marginal and all the rest of it, and they made the decision to carry on. But, you know, at the same time, it's, you know, when they were told from the outset that the tyres would last a certain number of distance, you've got to think, well, we're well inside that window. We're not, you know, we're not stretching this out to 39 laps on the hard tyre. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's a tricky yeah. one, but 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 to see accidents like that, I mean, it's wonderful that the guys walked away and, and nobody was hurt and, and and all the rest of it. But but you know, it 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 does uh, it does call things into question where there appears to be some safety issues that are kind of engineered into the sport a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as I said, so Pirelli are saying it was you know it 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 was debris, but I've seen a few things on YouTube in that that uh, where people have have been saying. That where they've seen the tire, the people who've been in the in, in the paddock and stuff, where it gave way at the shoulder of the tire, which is where the sidewall meets the tread, kind of thing. Um, so, I, I think there's probably more more of a story to come out of that. Yeah, I, I think. And you look at you look at more investigations. Well, yeah, and you look at the, which tire went, and I, I think it was both left hand rears under the same. It was in a shoulder, you know, at and the it, same port of the track as well. So obviously, there's a certain load under there. Well, yeah, and it's just the sustained high speeds at that point are are are, are bonkers. So it, yeah. you know, it, 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 I know it's just I think you like you say there's more to come out of that still. I think definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so you had then a red uh, red flag situation. Um, obviously uh, Max being out. So you then had the restart. So I was really pleased that they restarted it. It was it was only you know three laps, but I was really pleased they they managed to restart that race. So um, was I. There was, I, there was no, there was no reason not to. So yeah, no. they had to. I think I think it was the right call. They said, "Look, all right, get everybody to change tires because there's clearly an issue." Um, you know, and and they they could have finished. I was there was a bit of me going, "Oh, they're just going to finish this under the safety car, aren't they?" Um, and when they didn't, 
and we had a two lap sprint. I thought that was just that was just ball bouncingly exciting. Was that was, great, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It, it, it was, it was fantastic. And then, of course, so at the restart, Hamilton looked to have beaten Perez to the first corner, and then there was a massive lockup, and he ends up going going onto the runoff area, and of course, then he's at the back of the grid. Um, it's a massive shame, and at the time, I thought, oh my god, like what a massive mistake by Hamilton! I can't believe he's locked up that bad. But a story has come out that it wasn't necessarily yep. well. So it's a mixture. It was kind of his fault, but it wasn't. Yes. Yeah. Well, bit so of his they, fault. They, bit of a design error, I think. Probably. Yeah, it's a design error, isn't it? So they were talking about um, the brake magic system, weren't they? Um, so I didn't know anything about this, but it's all come out now. So I think apparently, it's Merck's, Merck's term they just refer it to magic because they don't want to. They don't want to sort of give away the sort of any of the terminology and the technology as to what it is. Yes, exactly. So, so, so I've had a little look into this, um, and apparently, so what it is is a system that they can that they switch on when they're doing a warm up lap for a for for a qualifying lap. Or obviously a warm up lap for a restart after a safety car, or obviously um, going to the to restart the grid as they did, you know, with three laps go when it's when it's a restart. And what it does is so a driver as they're going along on a warm up lap are trying to get the tires into the right temperature, you know, they're they're trying to get the brakes into the right temperature. They're they're doing all sorts of system procedures. Now this 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 brake magic apparently is, is 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 to help them with that. So they switch it on, and what it does it it changes the um, brake differential, um, and it and it actually automatically does a brake warm up uh, uh, procedure for the, for the driver. It so does. it gets the brakes to the right temperature universally through all well, four brakes. The thing is, it's not just the brakes either. In a nutshell, it turns off the rear brakes, basically. That's right, yes. yeah. In, in a nutshell, it turns off the rear brakes. And the reason that that happens, and the reason they want it to do that when they're doing, say, an outlap going to the grid, is that they can pump a ton of heat through the front brakes, yeah. which in turn heats the tyres, so yeah. that when they go off the line, they've got... You know, they've got temperature because, as we know, they, they come out of the tyre blankets, they do a formation lap up to the grid, and all of that time they're weaving from side to side because they're trying to keep heat in the tyres. And this magic button, this brake magic button, is effectively a brake bias switch, which switches off the rear brakes for that period of time, generates a vast amount of heat. So when they're, when they're doing some sharp braking on, on that formation lap, pumps a load of heat through that front brakes, get the brakes up to temperature, but also gets the front tyres up to temperature, which is important for turning, yeah, certainly on yeah, the first exactly. few corners. So I understand that's that's what happened. So um, And Lewis, uh, when he came to line up, um, quite correctly turned that lever off, so it, it put the brake bias back to where he wanted it. Um, and then they went into the, into the restart, and as he was changing gear... Um, and fighting against Perez, apparently his finger knocked the lever back on. So suddenly he's got all the brake power in the front brakes again. So as soon as he applied the brakes, he just went sliding off because it just locked up the front brakes completely and off he went, obviously to his complete surprise. Yeah, it's the, it's the equivalent of me like turning the stereo on when I go into third or something like that, you know? It's yeah, that's right. Unintentional yeah. I mean, consequences of... Uh, it's a massive of... design flaw if, exactly. if, if it can be knocked while changing gear. I mean, it, it, it's amazing that it hasn't happened before, you know? It, totally. So, 
I think they're going to have to have a look at that, and they're probably going to have to do some sort of steering wheel redesign or something. Maybe I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm again, they've got, they've got to look at that and go, well, we, that clearly can't happen again. We've got to design that feature differently so it can't yeah, happen yeah. again. I guess I don't know where yeah, you put the button really. To be honest, there's not exactly a huge amount of room in the cockpit there. It's not like he's got a a tray table and a cup holder going on in there or anything like that. So. Yeah, I don't know where they put that one, but uh, but, but yeah, uh, it, but yeah, it looked like a catastrophic error, but it sort of wasn't, sort of wasn't really, I guess. But uh, yeah, right. you know, he said he said it straight away on the radio, just said, "I'm sorry, guys," and they just went, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We yeah. we get it." Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it was what an exciting two leads. what what an exciting two laps though. Uh, it's incredible, wasn't it? Checo, we only found out afterwards like the hydraulic pressure was nearly going because he had to stop yep. the car literally yep. just as he got across the line. And it was like yep. the fight for second place was just monumental. They were all over and each other. Gasly taking, taking Leclerc as well. It was, oh, um, yeah, God, it was yeah. It was, it was brilliant for those two. La- I think, you know, people, people who are thinking of the sprint races later this year, of, uh, I hope Ross Braun was watching that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, Pretty much, we ended up with it all staying the same at the top of the championship. So there you go. Um, so we are. Isn't that funny? Time. Isn't that funny and a little spooky? Yes. That we had a great happy podium, and the two main championship protagonists didn't really hugely benefit, thus keeping the championship rather tight. I very, now, very. I've now true. removed my tinfoil hat. <laughs> right. Okay. So we we. Uh, as I say, vastly <laughs> run out of time. So we're going to France next in two weeks. So, Rich, give me your quick predictions. Oh, I think I think in France, I think Mercedes will come back. Uh, but then again, I think so will Red Bull. I'm going to go with a Max win. I'm going to okay. go with a Hamilton second. And I'm going to go with a... Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with a Perez third place, I think. Okay, nice, nice. I am going Hamilton to win, Max second, and Norris third. Always loving them there. And I will say, up until three laps ago at Baku, my prediction was Max Perez Hamilton. I was almost right, and I was loving it, but... However, I, could, I did think if we'd have said on the last one, if I'd have gone, oh, I think it'll be Perez, Vettel, and Gasly, I'd have been laughed at a lot <laughs> about 20 minutes. Yeah. There you go. There you but go. What a, but, what a, yeah. what a podium though. Oh, brilliant. Wasn't it? Brilliant. Um, and then you had, I, I mean, Vettel was obviously driver of the day. I, I saw a great um, thing. So somebody from the fear came on his radio and said, uh, Seb, you've, you've got driver of the day. And Seb, he's got a great um, uh, sense of humor. He, he just came, came over on the radio and said, uh, who gave you my number? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was excellent, and he said, "Sorry, I've got to go. I, 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 need, I need to chat to my team." But um, I thought, I, I just I, thought it was... the more I hear, it just seems to be in a much, much happier place. Said Battle doesn't. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I really, really warm to him this year, definitely. Right then, Rich. So we have come to the end. So thanks everyone for joining us again on Jack's Radio. Uh, hope you do join us again next week. So same time, seven p.m. Of course, that is your F and R hour. 
Formula One and 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 Rock, I will be uh, trying to shoehorn that in further. Um, you can follow us on. Has that, that replaced the longer or whatever it is? <laughs> possibly. Are the kids yeah, not down with that anymore. <laughs> well, maybe not. Um, you, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at lights underscore F one. Uh, so if you do, please give us a follow and retweet us. Um, uh, or you can go to the show, which is uh, uh, jacksradio.com on, on the website and go to shows. Uh, seeing us out tonight is going to be uh, Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm, which is a fantastic cover. Um, so, Rich, do you want to say goodbye? I shall say goodbye and we will speak next week. And uh, epic tune this one. Damn well done. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely.